0: You are listening to an exclusive on Pod Hub Network, your city, your podcast. Hello, and welcome to Helmet Hair, a podcast by a simple gal who loves Pittsburgh sports, Pittsburgh beer. And talking about both. I'm Jordan. Here we go. If you're listening to this, it means that you also survived watching Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl ring in a pretty boring game. However, if we're being honest, which I am, I have not seen anything quite like what Tom Brady has accomplished in his career, so kudos to him. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about all of the updates in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, so why don't you grab a beer and come hang out? What's up everybody? You are listening to episode 31 of Helmet Hair, part of the Podhub network, and there isn't a ton to talk about today. In fact, I wasn't even anticipating recording an episode this week because the penguins aren't playing until Thursday, and I figured What's the point? But I should have known when it comes to the penguins, things are never boring. So I do want to talk about the major updates that occurred today and extend my beer dessert series. Dessert beer series. That one. Yes. My plan initially was to have that Cinderland Stout, the gingerbread one that I drank last week, be the final beer in this dessert series. However, things happened. So, basically, nothing that I planned is is panning out the way that I planned it. But that's kind of like life. It's a metaphor for life, and I feel like that's the beauty of it. I'm rambling now. Anyway, the reason I've extended my dessert series is because last week, 2 weeks ago, Grist House Released my favorite beer of all time. Of all time. And it's a dessert sour. It's called The Paddler. Maybe you've heard me talk about it before. Ramble about it. Go on and on and on about it. Changed my life. Yeah, that beer. They released it again. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's a cherry cheesecake inspired sour. So they brew this one with red tart cherries, vanilla, graham cracker, and lactose. And it oh, it's a doozy. It's really good. And I just knew as soon as I got their weekly email that this had to be featured on the podcast, of course, because it's my deathbed beer, if you recall. And then there's one more in the dessert series that I'll do next week. These Pittsburgh breweries just keep bringing on the good good. So I, they're they're driving at this point. They're behind the wheel. And I'm just a passenger. I'm along for the ride. And whatever they say goes. And by that, I mean, whatever they release goes. And by that, I mean, whatever they release goes. Uh, oh, I promise you, no one hates me as much as I hate me. Here we go, the Paddler from Grist House, my absolute fave. Cheers. Okay, so I'm not going to pretend like I haven't already crushed a four-pack of these. Not today. No, that, that would be insane. Over the course of the past couple weeks. But still, every single time I crack one open and take that first sip, I am, it's like my taste buds are stunned, almost. They go into shock. Because they can't believe they're experiencing something this epic. It's a really good word for it. There's just, oh, it's so good. And it tastes, honestly, a little less sweet than last year, which is fine by me. But, oh, it's so good. So good. They're still selling it. I've checked. It's amazing. If you can get some, make sure that you do. Because... You will not regret it. I know I say that about a lot of years, but this one in particular, wow, just A plus plus. All right, let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be even shorter than normal because, again, there's only one critical bit of information that needs to be discussed. So think of it not like a full-sized game-worn helmet. But one of those mini helmets that you can purchase at a sports memorabilia store might be autographed, might not be. But you prop it up in your fan cave and you look at it and you're like, hey, that's a cool helmet. I like that helmet. That's today's episode. The big piece of news is that after two weeks without having a GM, because Jimmy Rutherford just up and pieced, the Penguins made two really important hires today bringing on Brian Burke as president of hockey operations, which is huge, and former Philadelphia Flyer and GM uh, gag, Ron Hextall, which all all of his history aside, that's a great hire. He brought in guys to the Philadelphia Flyers organization like Travis Konechny and Oscar Lindblom and Carter Hart, those names should sound familiar to you because they're three of the biggest names on the team. He's going to be really good, especially on the drafting front, which hasn't really been a priority for the Penguins as of late because Jim Rutherford was just trading away all of our draft capital to bring on players. That's I'm just going to leave it there. We'll respect the past. On it, he he was not good in that in that area. Not great, but now we have two new guys who are not really holding anything back in terms of their opinion about where the franchise stands currently in terms of whether or not they can contend for a Stanley Cup. And Brian Burke very bluntly said no right now the penguins championship window is closed and went on to say are they as good as other teams in the east no they're not are they as good as tampa no are they as good as boston no and while that sounds harsh he's right he's right and what is most encouraging about that is that we've had a general manager for the past several years well since we since we won the Cup in 2017, who has been living in a delusion. He made very questionable signings, god-awful trades, but kept spouting out to the rest of the world and to the staff within the organization that this team has what it takes to win the Cup. And everybody looking on felt that that was wrong. Everybody knew. No, they don't. Because he basically blew up the way things were and the way that they had been successful for the Penguins in 2015-2016 and then the following season and really tampered with the identity of the team and that's not all on him because Mike Sullivan was lost at best in terms of developing lines and and structuring the team it it was fascinating but to have these guys come on and have the president of hockey operations say "Mm -mm, this isn't this isn't good the way it stands and Ron Hextall made it clear that they are going to make a run for the cup this year and then see where things stand so hopefully if nothing else they can make a couple of moves to counteract the terrible ones that Rutherford stuck everybody with and maybe just maybe these fresh faces will kind of invigorate the older guys especially hearing them say things like "Mm, we're not necessarily going to keep this core intact past this season we don't know if that's what we want to do talk about igniting a fire under their butts good grief yeah that'll that'll do it and the, the Penguins are supposed to be playing tonight, or they were supposed to be playing tonight. I still haven't adjusted. But the, the game against New Jersey yet again got postponed because of COVID issues. So we'll see. The team will have a couple days to kind of settle into this hire, the, these hires, the multiple hires. And I'm curious if it will change the way that they play at all. It might not. Who knows? This core just may have run its course, and they might be done. But these are two huge additions to the organization. And one of the things that the Penguins just obviously are not afraid to do that seems problematic for the Steelers at times, or at least difficult for them to wrap their minds around is the idea of outside hires. And the Penguins went immediately out of the organization. They could have hired the the temporary GM, Patrick Alvin, but they didn't. And I like that, because he doesn't have any experience as a GM. And they didn't feel the need to promote him just for the sake of being loyal to somebody who was already in the organization. I like that. They needed some fresh blood. And I'm looking forward to what these guys can do, not only with the very end of the Crosby-Malkin window, but in the future, building a team in the years ahead. Not to keep ragging on Jim Rutherford, but he really was so hyper-focused on that win-now mentality that he was sabotaging the Penguins' next five to potentially ten years Of having success because he was just trying to do whatever it took to win more cups and honestly if it had worked sure but uh, yeah towards the end he was bringing in guys that were real head scratchers and honestly I think that's part of the reason why he bowed out I think this is all purely speculation from a fan who knows jack squat but I think that His contract was set to be up soon and because he did such a piss poor job of signing guys and just signing them to terrible deals and just really effing up the cap. And I I think that he knew they weren't going to bring him back. So he decided I'm going to leave on my terms, not their terms. And uh, whatever, whatever. It is what it is. We have new guys there now, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. I'm really bummed that there's no game tonight, but oh well. By the time this is out, there will be a game tonight, and we can talk about it and live tweet it and all that good stuff. But there you have it. Ron Hextall's the new GM, Brian Burke's the new president of Hockey Ops, and things are looking up. Maybe. Told you it was going to be a short one today. If you liked the mini helmet, which I hope you did, make sure you're subscribed to Helmet Hair wherever it is you listen to podcasts and that you leave a five-star rating and leave a review. If you aren't already, make sure you're following me on social media as well. I am on both Twitter and Instagram at Helmet Hair Pod and would love to chat with you about sports, beer, life, whatever. Make sure you're staying warm, you're staying safe, and you're drinking good beer. Till next time.